And welcome to another edition of Music to My Beers, the last Music to My Beers of January. We will kiss this month. Mwah. Goodbye. Oh, has it? It's gone by that fast. Yeah, and I had an old man moment earlier this week when I was in the garage, and I thought, "Wow, this is January is almost over. Like this this month is it's flown by." Whoa, man! I started thinking toward tor- like warmer drinking days ahead, and oh, that's gonna be it's uh, gonna be nice. Well, this coming Tuesday, we'll find out if those warm drinking weeks are gonna be you know six more weeks or. Uh, oh yeah, we got Groundhog's yeah. Day. Yeah, Punxsutawney Phil gonna tell us what our drinking's gonna be like over the next couple of months. So we legit right now as we sit here at the end of January have about two more months really of winter before things start to turn around here. So you've, we're about a third of the way through the haul to start the year. Oh yes, and we can do it. I mean, there's so there. many so many stouts to be drank, and I know that you brought in some stuff for us to split today, and yeah, we're I'm pretty gonna, excited for that. We're going to change it up. Usually at the uh, top of the top of the hour, we do a split one, but I think we're going to do split one twice this this show. Sweet, yeah, yeah. So we got the, ourselves a couple of new drinks. We're going to try it today, and uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of new beer chat. We have some new releases headed our way. A new beer that's available here in uh, in Indiana. We're very excited about. Oh yeah. So lots to talk about here. Music to my beers. The final show of January. Thank you for joining us. Michiana's first, first best, 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 best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9. The Bear. At what's up? It's Cluck. It's Zach. It's the final day of January. We are in the uh, the thick of it as far as the winter drinking season goes. How you holding up? I I'm so far so good. And actually, I haven't usually been drinking. During the week, now with uh, a new gig, I'm just not, uh, I, I, I just can't do it like I did, where it's like a couple drinks, and then go to bed, and you wake up, and I don't want to be hungover in the morning. So I just, I stick to the weekends, and my weeks are uh, Friday and Saturday, but I broke this past week, because you hooked me up with something that was so delicious. Here's Zach. I don't drink during the week. Here's Zach. I drink during the week this week. I know. I'm going back and forth. But uh, Juice Explorer from Great Notion that you hooked me up with was phenomenal. Yeah, I got a uh, chance to get my hands on a four-pack. And anytime you can get some Great Notion, uh, I'd, I'd say go for it. Their stouts are fantastic. Their uh, sours are great. And their IPAs, I think, are are their really the There's one they do the best. Second to none, honestly. They, I like Smelling that one, I was like, man... Remember when Hetty Topper or Pliny, they were king? And oh, yeah. looking back now, I'm like, they didn't, they, we didn't know what we didn't know because this stuff coming out of Great Notion is just fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. They're out of uh, out of Oregon, and they're a fun brewery to watch because, one, they, they pump out a lot of types of beer. They, it seems like they have 50 different IPAs they pump out. I can't and, keep you know, up. No, I can't either. And so I wonder sometimes, like, how much is this? Like this, this Juice Explorer was great. How is this different from Juice Junior? And if, because we can't get the stuff very often here, when we get it, I don't really remember if this was like the last one. So I don't know if they're just, you know, shuffling around the hop bill a little bit or or changing things up. But it see coming out with forty different IPAs seems seems hard. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work. And I don't know how big their operation is. We have a couple of people that listen to music to buy beers that have been out there, and it, it's not some giant huge. Endless business park operation they're running out there. No, which is why they don't distribute 
much further than just the brewery, right? Are they a brewery own, only release with uh, you have for, to have proxy and stuff? Well, as far as I know, and then they do, uh, they ship within uh, either county or state line of Oregon. Like they're allowed to ship beer, but it has to be within X amount of whatever the geographical uh, hitch is. Okay. I don't know how I wound up with it. <laughs> no. My uh, wagon train, it made its way out here to Indiana. So. <laughs> so awesome. It's like Coors back in the day. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad you like it. They're one of those uh, one of those breweries that when they put out a, a, a hazy or a juicy IPA, like you can't, t- it's 7, 8, 9 you can't taste any of it, like none. No, my wife, she was drinking wine that night, and she's like, well, maybe I'd want to switch and have whatever you're having. And I was like, well, sorry, I only got one. No sharesies. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for hooking me up with yeah, that. No but problem. It was, it was so good. It, it Like everything from the mouthfeel to the orange juice flavor to um, just even the nose. And I know this is really nitpicky craft beer stuff, but we got that uh, about a week after it was on the canning line. Oh, yeah. So relatively, like, super fresh, which is always the best way to enjoy those. Little baby hazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and if you can, if you're ever up, I know, close to the state line or up in Michigan, sometimes you can find M43 that fresh, like where it's a couple of days after it comes off the canning line. And so just look at the bottom, and if you want something super fresh, try it. Actually, I would say... Try it super fresh and try it maybe a couple months and just see if you can tell the difference. Yeah, and I think one of the uh, – it was fun because we used to – when we'd have to track down M43 and Boss Tweed, you'd find it. Every once in a while, you'd find it. It would be wicked old. And the same thing was a lot – I know that Lord Hobo Brewing with their boom sauce had a similar problem. Yeah. I liked that beer a lot. I really enjoyed it. And when it was fresh, it was fantastic. But when you, but most more often than not, you'd find it. It'd be three, four, six months old. I saw one that was eight months old, and I thought – you know, that kind of defeats the purpose. You get bombed, but... Uh, Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Beer guy problems, am I right? Yeah. Uh, I got the privilege of tearing through my first six-pack of Hop Slam for the year this last week. That was great. Nice. And I got to say, I bottles, it doesn't lose anything. Mm-mm. No. In fact, I... It was a little maltier, and I think I commented this on Untapped. It's a little maltier than I remember it being last year. Mm-hmm. It, it's got more of a double IPA kind of multi-stiff backbone to it. Uh, it wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. The honey wasn't as forward as it has been for me in years past, but uh, I do like the bottles. Well, that's what I was curious about, because I know that we've often talked about Oberon changing the recipe over the course of the last couple of years, and just every year it seems like Oberon has a new there's kind a, of there's flavor. New, yeah, supposedly they tweak it a little bit every year, so it kind of evolves over the years. Uh, but Hop Slam, I, I thought it was just as good as, as years past, and it's funny. We, we laughed about it a couple of weeks ago on the show. Uh, Ten point. Two ten point six is not as strong as we all remember it. <laughs> you know, I, I took that a couple. I'm like, hey, things are going well. I'm, I'm still up on my feet doing stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> I need to talk to you about doing stuff because I'm going to be planning on. I know you've got Bar Cluck in the works, and I got to find out what what all you've done and what all you've been doing because I'm thinking about a, a Bar Miller in my basement. I do know not to get into like super personal stuff, but uh, we I, I think we mentioned it here before, so it's fair game. But every time Zach gets a tin tacker or some sort of cool beer memorabilia, it never leaves the station because your wife doesn't allow it. So are you telling me that your your beautiful loving wife is going to allow you to have like a little corner a corner bar area, maybe somewhere in the basement that's sort of roped off as Zach's beer swag area? I think so. I think as long as I put the work in enough work into it that what, I what I would they call justify that? it. Sweat equity. Yes. <laughs> Sweat <laughs> So as long as I'm going to get out the sledgehammer, I'm going to get out a crowbar, we're taking oh, down walls. Okay, so you're talking serious work. Oh, yeah. We're going to actually do in our basement. We talked to my uncle about it. He had a couple of ideas for us. Our basement for the past nine years has just been a storage area. We cleaned it out. 
striker like her day. My wife was cleaning out our basement as I was over there having a couple. And, and so then I she helped her on Saturday. Doing, she was doing the sweat equity she, while you were off playing. Which is why I got to do this this for her because part of the basement is going to be for her. And it's going to be a workout thing. And then the, the other part is going to be for me. So on one half, your wife will be getting fit. On the other half, you'll be there getting fat. Exactly. We've talked on the show in the past about uh, you know countless releases, trends in brewing, things we're excited about. We've talked about beer, uh, brewery swag. We've talked about beer tours, just about every aspect of the hobby. But uh, you brought up last segment a pretty interesting topic we've never really talked about at length. It's just the home bar. Yeah, your 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 man cave. Yeah, and, and you said off the air a second ago you're going to be knocking down like knocking down legit walls in the basement. We have two walls that need to come down. It's kind of like now the new storage area, but because Mr. Miller tear down yeah. that wall. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, I got to do, I got to get a sledgehammer, I got to get some crowbars, and I'm going to take down. It's the section now that has become the storage area. But in order, because our HVAC is so weird, and that some parts of the ceiling I can actually stand, I can actually just stand up without having to duck underneath the the okay. uh, ventilation and stuff like that. So. Um, I've got to take down a wall because that side where the wall's at is actually where I can stand and and um, and and feel comfortable down in the basement. So what are you looking to do? Are you looking to have just like a little bar area where you sit? Or is it going to be like a kegerator where you serve and drinks? Are you looking to make a wet bar? How? Because a home bar, like anything else, starts you know with a small seed of an idea. By the time you're done, you're like, wow, this is a huge, expensive thing. I could do a wet bar. Um, I'd have to move some plumbing around. So right now we're because just that's, imagining. That's where I'm at with mine in the basement now. Is it, I can make it a wet bar when, I, when I'm moving forward, but it mm-hmm. would, I'd have to uh, chip up a little bit of concrete and run a couple of extra uh, pipes. Okay. And I'm not sure if I want to do that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, because on on one hand, and I, I get a little bit guilty. I'm like, it's just my wife and I in our house. So I'm like, do I need a dedicated drinking area? Well, really, I can just drink all over the house. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. You know, and I've got the, you know, the kind of the garage beer fridge area. Then there's the backyard in the summertime. But um, but I think I would I would like something like that. But I'm trying to think, okay, beyond that, let's say kids come into the picture, we sell a house. Is this going to be good, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a fun thing to have or something you can repurpose? But I think a wet bar would be great. I think it also gives you a little bit of options as far as what you're going to do. But how big of a bar? Are we talking like two, four, five bar stools? Um, I would say probably four at most. If if I'm gonna do it and do it right, I like the table that you had, and you posted a picture on your Instagram a couple yeah. of weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, uh, my brother-in-law had some bar stuff he was clearing out because he's got kids, and he's like, I don't have room for this crap. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I got a, a high-top uh, table and four stools, so I threw that up in the corner of the of the basement, and then immediately had to take it down two weeks later when I started construction down there. Yeah, so it's that whole area has been moved. Okay, but uh, but to your bar, so you you want to? It's going to be in the basement. You're going to have. Are we talking a, a kegerator? I I would like to do a kegerator because we're going to redo like some of the power downstairs and put some circuits in and, and whatnot. Oh. So I know and put new LED lighting. My uncle's uh, observation from when he came over and he just offered free advice and it was great. Um, he said put in a drop ceiling and then use these LED lights that you can. You can put in as many as you want. They're pretty inexpensive, and yeah. then you use the dimming function and stuff. So we'll have different circuits that we'll have to put in around there. And he's an electrician, too, so that comes in handy that I could bonus actually have, have him do some of that electrical work. But um, I'd like to do a kegerator. I'd also I'd like to have the uh, just a, kind of a bar area where you could put four stools in there. And then also be able to it, – it'd have to be kind of in the same room with the kids – 
watching TV and stuff, so I'm still <laughs> on daddy duty. Right, but, right. But also, when they go to bed, then the downstairs becomes my whole domain, and I don't have to worry about waking up anybody. Yeah. And I'm then, you know, two, three floors down from the kids, so... It, it's fun. To me, it's a, a cool home bar is when you incorporate things that are at an actual bar. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I've always wanted to get my hands on, it's, uh, and you can get them like in stand up, standalone. Like all those, those, uh, like Hop Station's got a bunch of them, the clear front refrigerator units. Yeah. You know, something that big. And I know you're talking a few hundred dollars used easily, mm-hmm. but to me, that always screamed like, wow, this is a pretty impressive setup. You've got a huge glass front cooler for beer downstairs. You can see that it's stocked. You know, what yeah. are you going to drink tonight? Well, and they also make, I know Red Bull and some of the different energy drink companies do shorter countertop ones. That's also an option, you know, and then uh, things like, you know, neons, scream, home bar, stuff like that. But I'm also a sucker for, you know, anything you see out that you can bring to your house. Oh, yeah. My, my buddy has one in his bar. It's a Jägermeister machine yeah, that see? chills the shot for you. So yeah. then you just pour Jäger shots. Oh, those those uh, went on sale when I was in college, and that was like the <laughs> must-have. Like, dude, a lot of us got the Jäger machine and couldn't afford to fill it with all the Jägermeister bottles. You're like, you got a three, bu- three bottles you got to put in there? <laughs> what a great gimmick, too, yeah. for that. Oh. Oh man, yeah, and then uh, all right. So, so we're still in the initial process. You haven't really started the work yet. Yeah, you're, you're drawing out some plans. I'm gonna do uh, flooring. Did you redo your flooring in the basement, or did you just leave? No, what? no. Our uh, my basement is like finished, but it's 1965 finished. Okay, and uh, so it's all wood paneling, and there was some water damage down there, so like the floor got all gross. Uh, but I'm cleaning all that up, and I'm and just starting now. And the bar is gonna be probably the second phase of it. Okay. I st- I'm still at the point where I've got the area. I just I don't know what I want the finished product to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, some days I'm like a tiki bar theme would be cool. Other days it's like a sports bar. And then some days you're like, I'll do the work for a wet bar. But other days I don't want to mess with that. Right. That's so much like extra plumbing. You got to have the sub pump and. But think of all the other things too. If you get a home bar and a kegerator, then you can uh, then you can enter the souvenir tap handle game, where you, know, you can match the tap handle to the beer you have on. Stuff like that to me is what makes a home bar really really cool. Imagine a six barrel of hop slam at See? your house. See at your house whenever you want and it'll stay fresh as long as you can uh, get through it oh man three months of hop slam like three straight months would just be amazing if you have any any like must have home bar things uh go ahead you could shoot us a dm on twitter at music to my beers or you can send it to us uh leave it on the facebook group but what's something cool you have in your bar that we haven't just mentioned mm-hmm. that, that either zach or i have to have or you're particularly proud of you're like hey look at this because i've seen people take uh bars from old bars Oh yeah, cut them up, use those. I always thought, like for me, the the brass foot rail at the bottom. Yeah, that 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 makes, would be cool. That makes a comfortable bar. When you're in a bar, there's not a big like foot rail. It's uncomfortable to to hang out there. But I think to have that 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 to me is going to be the make or break for my home bar. But Warren, you talk this one up. Um, I know that I think Mosh Pit Mom did she? We're gonna save that one for eleven. We're okay, this one early. Okay, tell me tell me a little bit about this one. Uh, well, it's a brewery we've all heard from. Is it one of our favorites? It is one of our favorites. Okay. Um, uh, our buddy Justin, uh, the Grog Monster on Twitter, hit me up earlier this week, and he said, Hey, uh, I've got a beer you guys might be interested in on the show. Uh, and I saw this tweet a few weeks back when Bells announced they were going to be blowing out some of their vintage stuff at the general store. Yeah. And it was during the week, and I didn't get a chance to get up there, but I didn't also know what exactly they were selling. And he said, I got my hands on a 2008 uh, Bells Cherry Stout. Ooh, 2008. That's uh, about when I started drinking. Oh, craft, I, sh- I should say. Right. <laughs> when I got graduated from college, and then I'm able to afford a little of the, the nicer stuff, because I'm not... 
just looking for a 30-pack, you know, typically. I've never had anything from Bell's this old before, so I'm really curious to see how it holds up. Yeah. Um, we've had some older Expedition style. We've done some of the older uh, Black Note on the show. Yeah, we did our uh, the uh, vertical of the Expedition style. It would have been like four Christmases ago, I think, um, when we, we tried it. We had it all lined up in the production studio, and it was interesting because Expedition style, I feel like, Unlike KBS, can hold. Yeah. Now this is a what well, essentially is we're drinking is a thirteen year old cherry stout. Ooh, that's interesting. And I still get some cherry on the nose. Oh, for totally. sure. It's it's that tartness that uh, they incorporate with the cherry because it's not a, it's not usually a sweet cherry. No, it's the uh, does it say on the bottle? They always make a big deal. Traverse City cherries. Oh. Uh, go ahead, dude. Take a pull. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. That one, you'll see when you take a pull, too, it's actually soured up even more, I would say, probably because of whatever uh, the cherries bring to it. And to me, you get that because any of the um, any of that boozy stoutiness that comes, you usually get that little kick of alcohol at the end, that's, that's all faded away, and it leaves you with the, uh, the cherry that they mm-hmm. use to make this stout. It's really tart. So did it say on the bottle where the cherries came from? Uh, no, just regular, regular right. cherries. It was yeah. back in the day before they made a big deal out of uh, mm. out of uh, Traverse City cherries. But yeah, this is this is really fun and funky. It is, and on the back end too. When I'm um, exhaling, I get kind of a um, like a little coffee or um, a burnt sugar flavor. Do you get that at all? Uh, a tiny bit. It's funny because uh, you don't you don't get any of that roasty maltiness. Too much. It's sort of faded away, and it just tastes like a really thick, dark cherry. Mm-hmm. Not so much a stout. It has like a cherry ale quality to it. Yeah, not a whole lot of carbonation in here either, like as I'm looking at it. So, uh, Grog Monster, I guess, under, at Osejueda underscore Justin. Uh, hey, this was <laughs> this was solid. I did trade him a uh, DKML from Founders. He was like, yeah. I asked him, I said, where'd you get your hands on this? And he told me, he said, oh, I'm only 22, so if I had aged it that long, it would have been a little bit sus that I've... <laughs> You know, I started aging it when I was 11 years old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but this is really great. This is uh, this is something. That's in- incredible. Because usually the fruit is the first thing to fall off on some of these bigger stouts. I know with uh, Founders Lizard of Kaz, I've had that over the years as it's sort mm-hmm. of aged. And that blueberry falls off. I mean, it's still there a little bit, but it's not front and center like the tart cherry is with this. I would actually like a Lizard of Kaz later on after a couple of years, because I'm not a big fan of that bright blueberry, like, syrupy flavor. That was the first time I realized I didn't like blueberry and stouts. Mm, mm-hmm. And I've had a couple since then. I had one from Great Notion and a couple of other places that it was it was okay, but that for whatever reason, that blueberry, it just tastes too artificial. Yeah. I can't do blueberry in coffee either. It must be the same thing. <laughs> blueberry pancakes. I can do blueberry, blueberry donuts, like when Plymouth has their blueberry festival. I love going down there for those. But pairing those with... A stout. Now, I'll take it back. I am going to take this back because the blueberry muffin from Great Notion, who we were just talking about earlier, there, whatever the, the, uh, it's, I think blueberry? it's blueberry muffin. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. They do, uh, amazing stouts. This is, this is something. We're going to save this for a minute. Seven percent. It clocks in at seven percent and you, uh, not bad. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's like a, a weird, tarty cherry stout. Now it's, I dig it though. This mm-hmm. is something. So, uh, Justin, man, thanks for reaching out on Twitter. You can always tweet us at music to my beers. And, uh, yeah, 
Thank well, you for sharing and bringing hey, this one in. No problem. We'll organize shady midweek parking lot trades with you <laughs> with anybody. Cars unlocked. Leave it in the front seat. That's exactly what I did. He's like, I can swing by the way to work. I'm like, my van's open. Just dump it in there and take the beer out. We'll swap these. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, thank you for that. And we'll get back to, uh, we have to get the B-movie here on Music for My Beers. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers B Movie. Music to My Beers, it is time that we uh, stop down. We put down our glasses and focus on film for just a moment. We have a rating system. We pair beers with movies. We do it every week, and it's our oldest feature here on Music to My Beers. We give you another installment of the B Movie. Forgot that that was in our initial one hour inception of the show. Yeah, for the first what <laughs> six or eight weeks, we did an hour show, and then we're like, people love it. Let's expand it to two. Yeah. And uh, jumping off of our uh, Bell's uh, 2008 Cherry Stout we just had a moment ago, and yes, I looked it up. They are Traverse City Cherries. Mm. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, good, knew good, it, knew it. Totally Support knew local. It. You thought we would do the uh, the movie? Yeah, with uh, it was a book by Cherry Curry. Or Sherry Curry? Of The, the Runaways. Runaways. Um, it's a 2010 film with Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. It looks like the budget uh, was $10 million. The box office, it didn't do so well. But it was also one of those like Fox Searchlights where super ending films, they weren't, was it at a whole lot of theaters? I don't even, I remember when it came out, but I don't remember being like, oh, I got to go see this. And that was when Kristen Stewart, she was kind of at like the height of her whole Twilight I'm uh, Bella from the Vampire movie uh, fame. Yeah, this was one of the first projects she did, I think, after that Twilight uh, thing ended. Yeah, and now she's going to be Princess Diana. I saw that. Wow. Uh, but it tells this. This movie tells the stories of the the one of the big first uh, all girl rock bands, the Runaways. And you look back at the girls that were in, the women that were in that band: Lita Ford, Joan Jett. I mean, there's some big names. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it tells the story. I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm familiar with the with the band. I mean, they did Cherry Bomb. They did. Uh, I think everybody's everybody my age's first exposure to the Runaways was the soundtrack to Dazed and Confused. Which which song was in that? Cherry Bomb. Oh, okay. Cherry Bomb. <laughs> For me, it was Bad Reputation because I came in at Freaks and Geeks, and I'm like, I love this song. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that's always the theme song. I'm going to, uh, I'll go first. I haven't seen this movie, but I should. Um, but I, again, it's going to be a lot of I know this, and it'll, all the things that will probably be interesting to me are going to be the fabricated for fiction version. Oh, yeah, like the dirt. The dirt. Uh, I'm going to give this one because I've got uh, because I've got one left. I'm going to give it one hop slam because it'll be fun. This, you know what that is to me? That's The Runaway sounds like an afternoon chilling on the couch by yourself. <laughs> Your wife is off doing something. You're like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll suck down want to watch this. We don't have any football this weekend. I refuse to acknowledge the virtual Pro Bowl, but uh, but this this would be a perfect way to spend an afternoon. Hop slam in hand with the Runaways on TV. Okay, I, I like I, that. I'm going to at least enjoy the soundtrack. Um, for me, I would probably go with six of the uh, the Lindemans Creek Cherry Lambic. Ooh, and I think that we had this one when we were we were out at um, uh, Four Winds. They have that restaurant. Um, why am I blanking on the name right now? It starts with a K. Kankakee Grill. Yes. And um, we were introduced with Alambic. Dean, your buddy, yes, brought right. over the uh, cheesecake with the Lambic. And I remember it just being a game changer. Wow, I barely remember that, but good on you. Man, it was so good. It was such a great dessert pairing because you had the sour tartness that you get from the cherry Lambic. 
complimented the, I think it was like a raspberry or cherry um, cheesecake. And you get the, the milkiness, the soft mouthfeel from that. I remember those pre-COVID oh. times. Oh, man, going out and having a good time at a bar. Yeah, fun stuff. So I would go with... I'll go with six, because I don't know. I, I'm probably going to need six to get through the runaways with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Perfect. We're pumped to break down and uh, have our official split one segment. We got a little bit piggish today. We did two. We had the 2008 Bell's Cherry Stout earlier in the hour, and now we're going to shift gears and have something that was given to us earlier in the week by one of the show's dear friends, our buddy Mosh Pit Mom. And uh, Zach, you go ahead and open okay. this one up, because I've seen this on only on the internet. I saw it on the the Brass Eye up in Niles on their Facebook, and I saw Mosh Pit Mom check into it on on Untapped. And at first, I didn't know exactly what it was, because it's, uh, it's a hard seltzer. Look at glasses over there. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's it's called Smooge, which sounds like something from uh, Mallrats, like Smooge, or, or Urban, Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. What's the Smooge? Don't ever look it up. Oh, really? Uh, it's a pina colada, the hard seltzer smoothie. Now, uh, obviously, hard seltzers the last couple of years have been the big deal that everybody's uh, hyped on. This is a a smoothie version of a hard seltzer, and it looks incredible. It smells wow incredible wow. Uh, so this is going to be a new thing, you think? This is it's five percent. It's brewed out of Ann Arbor, and it comes from the same people that do Holmes, uh, the Holmes Brewing Company. Hmm. Mm. As far as I know, you can get this at the Brass Eye, and that's about it. Really? Yeah. So go ahead and try okay. it. Okay. Whoa. Game changer. What are your thoughts? It's like a milkshake in my mouth. What do you think? I'm going to try mine. Hang on a oh. second. Can I get the cans for a picture? Yeah, the nose on this is incredible. You get nothing nothing but pina colada. Oh my gosh, it's like a pineapple legit fruit is on the uh, cover. Hard seltzer with fruit. Wow. <sighs> Damn. Wow. Yeah. that's. Guess that- I'm going up to Brass Eye. Dude, that's something else. I don't understand the, the uh, convergence of the smoothie-style beer with the hard seltzer. This taste to me, it's got that... You know you have a really good mimosa where it's really heavy on the juice and you just get the slightest little champagne kind of bubbly kick at the end? Oh, yeah. You get a lot of that from this. Uh, you get none of the 5%. I don't taste any booze in here at all. No. You know what it reminds me of, too? It reminds me of 450 North. When we had... It was one of their slushies, and I, it was a red slushie that, it, this was a, a couple of years ago, that just poured, like, yeah the, the, the contents of the fruit were just in your glass. Yeah, it looked like they squeezed the fruit just with a bare hand over the, uh, over the beer. Yeah, it's, it, this is really good. Um, but now I'm wondering, because seltzers, like, their big thing is, okay, we're 100 calories per seltzer. I wonder what the calorie intake is once you add the the real fruit. Mm. And the nose, I get coconut, I get pineapple, I mean, pina colada. Yeah, the company is actually, it's Troubadou, it's a sister company of the Holmes Brewery, and uh, yeah, it comes, it comes out of Ann Arbor. I'm looking at uh, a Detroit Free Press article about it, and it's just, it's this is a recent thing, this is out in the middle of December of last year, so it's relatively new, and you get the slim 12-ounce cans and it's, yeah, it's just packed with fruit. I'm trying to see other flavors they have available because 
if anything's half as good as this pina colada, this is uh, game. There's a strawberry banana. That one also looks incredible. Oh, this needs to be a thing. Like more breweries should do. I mean, hard seltzers obviously are becoming a thing with breweries, but the, the saying on the can, the slogan is legit fruit, and this is brewed with real fruit, no artificial, uh, no artificial flavoring at all, and it also uh, you know boasts the dairy free and gluten free label. Oh. Yeah, you're right. The hard seltzers have become a thing because it's booze, but also it's extremely light on calories. It'd be interesting to see what this does. Um, and I, I was looking on the label. I couldn't find anything about, is it 150 calories with the added fruit? or I mean, really, with the mouthfeel, too, I actually feel like this is meal replacement a little bit. Spoken like a true drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. So this is, this is uh, lunch today. Yeah, this is delicious. This is uh, you could drink this literally any time of day uh, with breakfast. Even who cares? <sighs> so yeah, Mosh Pit Mom, thanks for the hookup. That uh, that's gonna get the five stars. This is something new. I've 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 never really loved a hard seltzer before. I mean, they're no? they're okay. I mean, oh. You know, I have one. I know Zach. You're a huge fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love the claw. Yeah, I, there are no laws. But uh, th- I mean, they're good. I really enjoyed normal, regular seltzer water during the week. Mm-hmm. Like I like to drink a lot of Kroger brand seltzer water. Oh yeah. Not to boast about my uh, extravagant taste. Oh, I like the bubbly. Um, but the uh, the hard seltzers, they're okay. My wife loves them. But uh, this is this is this is something I would pick out of the store for myself. And uh, if I see this smooge, yeah, find smooge and uh, yeah, look up the brass eye in Niles on Facebook and uh, see what the availability is. Bother them. You know what's really cool about the brass eye too is that they're right next to the node. Have you heard about the node? I've been by the node. The node is this Niles outdoor dining experience that I took me, me and the kids. I did, we didn't dine. We were just walking around checking out the ice sculptures and whatnot. I'm like, this needs to be a hangout place because it's COVID friendly. You know where you're you're. You're not going to be spreading anything. You don't have to worry about that stuff. You can you can wear masks, but if you're eating and drinking, you don't have to wear them. So, and it's all outdoors around a giant fire pit in Niles' scenic Secretary of State district. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the pick six. Zach and I like to toss a couple of beers into a mixer sixer, and uh, this is sort of you know what we're into, what we want to get into, what we're looking forward to, what we uh, what we've had. And I'm not going to do the obvious thing and bump one of mine to put this smooch in because this is a fantastic smoothie hard seltzer. Like this is. Friggin' good. Oh, man. Uh, the first one I'm going to throw in is one we talked about earlier. It was the uh, the Juice Explorer from Great Notion. It's a collaboration they did. Uh, you, it's going to be hard for you to get your hands on it, and it's a little braggy to say that I had it, but uh, it, I'm a huge fan of anything Great Notion does on the IPA tip. It was great. It was juicy. It was hazy. It was fresh, and it was everything you hoped a beer like that would be, and a little bit dented through the mail, but not a big deal. No, it was it was perfect. It cracked when I cracked it open. It cracked just like any other beer, and I didn't have to worry about any any overflow. Uh, the next one I'm gonna throw in, and this is uh, easy to get, but I recently had uh, every once in a while. You know, you go to the bottle shop and you're looking around and you want to get a case of something, but you don't know why. You're like, uh, <sighs> I picked up a case of Goose Island three one two, and I forget how fantastic that beer is. It's good. It's, it's to me, it's whatever I'm in Chicago. That's the go to on draft. Like if you. It's like Chicago's too hard. And you're like, what am I want? What am oh, I yeah. want? A three one two. It's delicious. It's crispy and it's sessionable, which is also you know to be appreciated. I like just about half of maybe what Goose Island releases. Some of it I'm not a huge fan of, but but that is fantastic. And the last one to throw in is one that I had. I'm trying to find the. Uh, it's hang out one second. Did you check into it on your uh, Man Bear Cluck? At Man Bear Cluck on uh, Untapped and at Dad Beers is where you can find us. And I know that. Um, will you drink during the week? 
Eh, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, from Shorts up in Michigan. And I had this one. Ooh. I had high hopes because I like Shorts. They generally do pretty good stuff. And uh, I saw the uh, the label and I thought, okay, it's a double IPA. It's called Super Fluid. This is going to be amazing. And it sucked. It was not oh. good. It was, uh, you know what it was? It was way too carbonated and kind of like that snappy, crispy. F- yeah, like when you have a like a, a Verner's, mm-hmm. there's that really big carbonated crack in the finish. Yeah, that to me ruined the entire beer. And I've, I and I, I bought a six pack of it, and it's taken me. I got one left. It's taken me about two months to get through it. But I had uh, the second to last one earlier in the week at it. I thought, boy, that's a mistake. That's uh, you know, but like the but uh, short soft parades delicious. They oh, do, I love you know, it. You know, humalicious uh, delicious. And uh, yes, they have a really good uh, juniper berry one that's like a Christmas time mm. IPA. Okay, so good. Uh, but super fluid, uh, not not good. So I'm going to throw in one to stay away from because that to me was it had all the makings. I'm like the label. It's got this. It's got this. It's a double. It's an imperial. Like this is going to be great. And it just it was not. Oh, fell flat. Yeah, I think if they had done less carbonation to let you appreciate kind of the flavor, because with Hop Slam. You take a drink, you finish it, and everything mm-hmm. that happens after you take that swallow, the nose that comes out, you get that, that back end and that taste, and your tongue can really say, what am I having? All mm-hmm. that gets buried when you have that much carbonation in a beer. Maybe I got a bad sixer. I mean, th- I guess that happens, but uh, yeah. yeah. But if you liked it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was terrible. So if, you, if you're in the market for one, just avoid it. Short still makes great beer. Do a humalupa or something yeah. else. Um, so one that I would throw in, and I, I feel like I've thrown this in before and I probably throw it in pretty frequently, but it's Ham's Special Light. <laughs> big fan of Ham's. Um, just, I mean, for the drinkability and stuff, because I'm not, I'm not actually going to be, uh, you know, going too hard on the nights that I do drink. I know that we were talking about that earlier in the show, but, um, I would also throw in one that I haven't had in a while, but Greenbush. Uh, Distorter had that one on Saturday night. That one just, to me, it's such a good um, porter that almost drinks like a stout. It's a little hoppier. It's almost like Bare Hand Sleeping Lion. Um, and I might have just put that in last week's, too, now that I think about it. That's all right. Okay. I put too hard. I did probably 20% of my picks. So. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave that one you in know, there. Hey, there are some weeks when I don't drink anything that really impresses me, so... <laughs> I wanted to get and try, because we've tried the PBR uh, hard coffee. Now Blue Moon is making their own iced coffee flavor. And I don't know if it's like a beer that tastes like coffee or iced coffee. Okay. But I'm curious. When we saw PBR's hard coffee, we thought that's going to be coffee-infused paps. That's going to be disgusting. But it's Mm. nothing like that. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. You could, I mean, my mother-in-law, when I had them try it. (laughs) It's funny. My mom and mother-in-law dug it, too. I know. I'm like, this is the sipper for the over 60 set. Oh, man. He's put that over ice, too. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, that's our pick six. All right, it is time for. I like that you slammed it down before you did this. Yep, uh, that yeah. was the the cherry stout from Bell's, the 2008 cherry stout. That thank you so much for um, trading for that DKML to get us that one. Uh no problem, no yeah. problem. I give and I give. That's what I do. I invest in our beer show. It's it's good. Our I, humble beer show. I got some investing to do. Oh, did you try the? Um, and maybe you checked into it. I don't know the uh, death. Death by Cherries? Yeah. Uh, I had that last weekend, actually. Ooh. Fantastic. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Revolution does not do that entire series, man. It's uh, it, it was fun to see that because I think they were the first people to start doing the barrel-aged stouts in the cans. Yeah. 
And at first, there's something breaks in your brain a little bit when you look at the shelf and you're like, wow, $33 for four cans. But then you have one and you realize, one, strong as all get out. You know, two, the flavor profile is insane. And also, it doesn't lose anything being in a can that it would over being in a bottle. I don't Mm. think anyhow. No, not at all. In fact, I think it preserves a little better if you're going to stick that up on the shelf. You don't have to worry about light getting in. Yeah. So um, that has nothing to do with news and notes right okay, now. And I just right, slammed, cool. but I just was curious. Um, I like the didn't stream of it. consciousness beer show we do these days. It's nice. I know. Um, one of our favorites, the first ever craft brewery to put uh, craft beer into cans, Oscar Blues. Mm. They do uh, Mama, Mama's Yellow Pills. Yeah. They're also going to be doing their Oscar's Lager, which clocks in at 4.2 ABV, which is is not bad. So, I mean... 95 calories. It looks like they're competing with a lot of the other light beers. Um, I think Ted Fitty from Oscar Blues was the very first stout I had in a can. You're right. That is another one. Because they, they were all about the canning line early yeah. on. And, and then uh, Revolution it, became... It was sort of like a little niche thing. Like, oh, that's what makes these guys cool. They're, everything's in a can. Yeah. And, and then everybody switched to cans. And now we have a can shortage. I know. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, Highwire Brewing, which is relatively new to the area, they're going to be opening up another tap room. I had no idea that they have six tap rooms, and they're going to open up another one in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, why? I don't know. I, like, I, but if you're down in Kentucky, I mean, I mean, probably to make money, but yeah, it's just a hunch. But uh, I know that they're they're from Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and huge they, beer town. They offer so many good IPAs. Uh, I mean, if you p- see them out at uh, the bottle shop, pick pick up high wire. It's good stuff. Um, and last but not least, one that is actually coming into the area for the first time ever, and I never thought that it would leave Illinois or Chicago area, Daisy Cutter with Half Acre Brewing. I cannot wait. I'm so excited for Half Acre to be in and around, distributed. We don't have to drive... You know, the an hour and a half to go get this, or even go to the the uh, tap room there in Chicago. We can now get it. Um, and we saw, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I texted you the photo that I'd seen on social media, and uh, five seven four beer was like, anybody want to guess what this is? And I immediately and, knew. Yeah, we knew from the uh, from the the, the, the label design. Yeah. yeah. Well, good good stuff. So that's that's news and notes. I hope it tastes as good here as it does in Chicago. Oh, man. Imagine some fresh Daisy Cutter coming right off the line, just like zombie dust. That was one of my favorite pails for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully we'll get it here soon. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's the final January edition of Music to My Beers. Hopefully things go well for us on Groundhog's Day. On behalf of Zach Miller and myself, cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.